0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company. A proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: It's a fast night on 101 ESPN. Time for our weekly chat with Joey Vitale. You'll hear him each and every game right here on 101 ESPN, your home of the St. Louis Blues. Joey, of course, alongside Chris Kerber for every call, including last night when the Blues took on the Blue Jackets. What's up, Joey? Boys, how we doing today? Doing great. We're doing we're doing great ourselves. So we were just talking about the defense. We get a question from the text line that that we we're answering about: uh, Are you sold? We played. Are you sold? Are you sold on this defense being improved despite the top four coming back? The same top four coming back. What what would how would you answer that, Joey?
1: You know, I would say uh, I, would, I think it's a great question first first of all, and I think that the small sample size that we've seen in the preseason I think leads me to believe that yes it will improve and it already has improved on a small level craig burby addresses briefly earlier today talking about how he has liked the the small changes they've seen you know i think i think two big things really stand out number one one of those top four top four defensemen and tory krug you know i think that he's going to come into this season uh, with a little bit of burn burden saddle a little bit of chip on his shoulder you know no one wants to hear the team doesn't want you anymore than trying to trade you uh he decided to um to say no! I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here, which he had every right to do. Uh, but with that comes this this sense of hey, I, I got a little bit. I got to get some giddy up in my game again, you know. And not saying this is the case for Tory, but you see it with a lot of guys who sign these seventy year deals. You know, it's sometimes to find the motivation, to find the drive, to get up every single day, and to continue to do this. It gets very hard on the long term deals. And again, not saying this was Tori's case, uh, but I think now that there's going to be a little bit more urgency um, and a little bit more maybe competitiveness. Uh, that wouldn't have been there, uh, given the situation of what went on this summer. That's number one. And I think the second thing, the biggest thing is that they have changed the system. You can see it from top very well. You know, luckily for Curbs and I, we have a good bird's-eye view of, of every game so far. It was a great shot, a great shot, snapshot of last night in Columbus. Although Columbus did have some good offensive zone time, you do see what they're doing. It, it is more tightly compacted in front of the goaltender. Think of that crease all the way out to the hash marks and right around the top of the circles. Right in the middle, that core is covered. Uh, they did a very good job of it last night. The biggest issue uh, they will face as you head into this different system, being more tight to the middle instead of spreading out, is you've got to be willing to block shots. You've got to be willing to get in front of shots because you know with the being a compacted defensive zone in the middle, the outsides are going to be open, yeah, the, the boards and the corners, and especially the points. And, and teams are going to look to exploit the style by using the points and getting shots through. So it's, it's really good for limiting the grade-eight chances, uh, but now the Blues certainly uh, have to take that next step and, as far as the shots from the outside, they got to be blocked, and you got have get underneath sticks and'd be really hard to defend against. But if you do all those things, it could look really good,
2: Joey, the blues defense, I mean, realistically, they've got their nine guys deep on the blue line. if you include the two-way contract to Callie Rosen and he played the whole season here last year. you know how do the blues go about properly getting the chance to evaluate who their bottom guys will be on the decor because, you know, obviously each guy wants to get their right amount of time to prove that they can play, but that's an awful lot of bodies. How do the Blues go about figuring that out? You know, Jamie, it's it's going to be an interesting
1: next week. Uh, let's just call it the next four or five days. Because the Blues have to make some decisions. And, and there, there's one decision, I think, and I was talking to Ryan Miller about this last night. There's one, there's one player, I think a lot of players, a lot of people, a lot of fans. I certainly, as a broadcaster, I was almost embarrassed I didn't know the answer to this i think a lot of people forget about and it's scott prunovich scott prunovich he he needs to clear waivers and it sounds crazy to think because he hasn't played all that long in the league but you think of that one year he was on the taxi squad that actually burnt up one of those years so scott prunovich does in fact need to clear waivers so that that makes a difference you look at jake neighbors who you know has even more experience than i would say uh scott prunovich he does not need to clear waivers um, so if, there's going to be some uh, micromanaging of the roster. Uh, maybe certain players did not deserve to go down, but have to go down to kind of uh, protect assets. But defensively, to answer your question, that to me is the wild card now. Because Scott Perunovic will get picked up if you send him down. So to me, he has to stay. So you look at Letty, Pareko, it will be Krug and Falk in the top four. Uh, and then and then kind of take your pick, Marco Scandella, Bortuzzo, Callie Rosen, Scott Perunovic, and Tyler Tucker. Those are five guys all fighting for, to me for those last two spots. Now they're going to carry two D. So really, the question becomes, you know, let's let's assume it's Marco Scandella, and let's just for 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 um, conversations, it's Tyler, who they really loved in camp on that bottom pair, Ortuozo, Rosen. And then it's Scott Prunovich, guys, it's just a numbers game. Someone's going to have to go down. Someone's have to going to have to clear waivers, and all three of those guys have to clear waivers. So it could be a situation where we end up losing somebody uh, through this waiver wire, uh, which we will find out in the next four or five days.
2: Joey, if I look at the forward group, I think that you know the top of the lineup is kind of you know they've kind of set themselves apart from you know the other guys. But when I look at the fringe players, and I. I always have a soft spot for the fringe players because I spent a lot of time there myself in my career, kind of whittling in and out of that, that lineup. But I look at some of the guys that are competing uh, for that spot, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I look at some of the games that have been played, and I just don't know if anybody has really separated themselves from the pack to where you're like, okay, these are my go-to guys for sure on the fourth line, and it looks like if the Blues have to keep two extra D, they'll only keep one extra forward.
1: And that's exactly right. So then you keep one extra forward because you you know you can send Jake neighbors down. And I think they've, they're trying to give Jake a really good chance. And this is where it's just going to be very interesting. If Jake ends up you know playing tomorrow now, two nights from now in Dallas and then he finishes, let's say, Saturday uh, versus Chicago Blackhawks, let's say he plays – I think it was a good step last night for Jake too, by the way. I think his camp has gotten a little bit better each and every game. Let's just say he comes out and just blows them out of the water on Thursday and maybe Saturday. Well, then you really got a sticky situation in your hands because then you're dealing with all these other extras who have to clear waivers, whether it be a Nathan Walker uh, or Mackenzie McEachran. Um, so Jake, Jake Neighbors certainly um, is going to try to give Doug Armstrong a headache. Let's just put it that way after, after Saturday's game. You want to put your GM in a bad spot because he essentially wants to stay here. Uh, has Jake done everything necessary for him to stay here? Uh, maybe, maybe not. And again, it could just be logistic where you send him down because you want to protect some of the other assets and just kind of see how this thing rolls out. Uh, I agree with you, Jamie. I think that, you know, aside from a few players who definitely took a step last night, uh, there is maybe one more spot on that fourth line that we just don't know about. I think the third line, certainly you're looking at uh, Kevin Hayes and you're looking at a player like Sammy Blay as well. And then let's call it, let's call it a Verona for right now. So really it's the fourth line. I think the two guys that have established themselves that are, are locks or Oscar Sunquist in the middle and Torpchenko, who had a great game last night, physical, taking the pucks in net, uh, back-checking, killing penalties. So those two are, are just locked into in the fourth line. So really kind of leaves that right-winger spot in the fourth line. And again, McE- McEachran, it could be Nathan Walker, maybe it's Jake Neighbors. You know, So there is there is options, and I really think that you know Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong have to take a very good look and give all three of those guys another good shot. Uh, Thursday come Dallas, and of course the final one, on Saturday, to kind of see who essentially who essentially wants that spot, because I agree with you. I don't know if anyone really separated themselves up until last night. Twerpchenko took a big step for me uh, and really kind of solidified his spot there. Sunquist played a boatload, ton of faceoffs, great on the dot. So those two are in, uh, but it definitely is going to be a little bit rolling the dice here uh, when it comes to that final spot in the fourth line.
0: Joey, since we asked you about the defense and the forward group, might as well ask you about the goaltenders. What, what have you, how have you viewed the goaltending situation in the preseason thus far, save for, of course, uh, the first period last night?
1: Yeah, I would tell you what. You know, Joel Hofer, I talked to me afterwards on the plane. You know, he was he was smiling. He's a poised kid. He's not rattled by last night at all. Uh, we were even joking that the team, uh, they'd be the first to tell you that there was just a turnover central in that first period. They, they couldn't seem to get through the neutral zone. Columbus, give them a lot of credit. They had a very good trap. Uh, lots of turnovers, and led, led going back the other way. I mean, a McEachern turnover led to the second goal. Tyler Tucker literally gets his pocket picked right to the right side of Hofer, point blank in. So there's certain goals that maybe you would like to have back, maybe that first one. But aside from that, these were just really good shots uh, in grade A areas because of turnovers. Once the Blues got it cleaned up, Joel looked great. I thought he played and stood on his head in that third period. So I, I, I'm not worried about his confidence. I'm not worried about where he's at. Uh, again, he's very mature beyond his years. So he will be the backup, and Jordan is going to be the starter. Uh, what's interesting, as I watch these goals more and more, you know, and, and someone told me as a, goal, a goaltender scout, of my, a friend of mine, Brad Thiessen, he, he works for Columbus now, and he made a comment, and again, he's been in the Columbus organization. Uh, he was a Holby finalist, played some pro hockey as well. He said the thing about Joel Holfer that he recognizes and notices, he said he reminds you so much of Bennington, the way he moves, uh, the way he covers angles, the way he plays the puck, uh, his attitude, his demeanor off the ice. He said really the only difference between the Hofer and Bennington is Hofer's got, got a few inches on him, which is a good thing. And, and certainly uh, the Blues, from a goaltender standpoint, uh, because of those reasons just laid out, uh, the goaltender situation is going to be very good. It's going to be positive this year. I think Bennington, uh, unlike last year where Thomas Rice was just this bona fide backup, I think this is going to be more of a, I punch, you punch. Uh, I get a shutout, now it's my turn. It's going to be a good, healthy, a healthy balance and a healthy competition uh, in that blue paint. This year which i think at the end of the day uh, for the competitors in in hofer and bennington i think that that's what brings out the best in them
0: Joey, good stuff man we appreciate having you on enjoy the, the next couple of anytime, nights off
1: well, anytime, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week all
0: right see you joey <laughs> <laughs> see ya joey had to go i think